0: Welcome back to Metalheads, the podcast. We are the band Metal, M-E-T-T-L-E. We are a Southern California based rock band, alt rock band. And this is our podcast where we discuss all kinds of stuff relating to music, our experiences, music that we like, music that we don't like, and uh, yeah, everything in between so it has been quite a minute since we've actually had the latest episode recorded and we have um we have a new member in the band so before we get into the main topic i definitely like to introduce our newest bass player jerry morales he is pretty awesome and uh yeah, jerry wants you to say hi and introduce yourself and all that fun stuff
1: how's it going everybody um it's a pleasure to be here i'm actually <laughs> really excited to uh be part of the band yeah just really excited. Want to hit the ground running and see what we can do this year. Started off strong.
0: Nice. I like
2: how in the Google Doc, your little icon pops up as like a groundhog.
0: That's so cute. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> is that like your spirit animal or something? Is Jerry the groundhog. Or oh, is that mine? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, really?
0: Yeah, Jerry's the groundhog. Maybe, I didn't know. Because he's he's emerged. He's emerged. This is oh, very shit, symbolic. Shit, maybe I'm the groundhog. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know who's the groundhog. Hey, Scott's the groundhog. So this uh, week, we are discussing the killers. You know that one band? They just—they uh, had some new release recently, more or less, right? I don't know. Yeah, it was a while ago. I maybe guess like so. Twenty
2: sixteen-ish. Oh, shoot. No, maybe twenty seventeen. That's uh. how stuck in the past I am.
0: <laughs> but yeah, we're gonna—we're uh, gonna discuss the killers every week. We pick a band or an artist to discuss, and um, one of us kind of does the deep dive, and the rest of us really talk about how that. Uh, band or artist influences us or our music and kind of what they've done for the industry and then we kind of discuss whether or not we think at the end of the podcast do they rock meaning do we believe that they've actually made a good contribution to music do we believe that they uh, they have a positive influence and make good stuff so yeah let's get right into the killers Scott Gossett what do you have for us
2: all right well How the Killers got started was they were actually a local band in Las Vegas. Brandon Flowers was looking for some kind of synth pop band, and the guitar player Dave Koenig was looking more for uh, like a Brit pop kind of Oasis-y type of band, and Brandon was into that too, but he was kind of more like a Joy Division, New Order type person. Brandon actually started looking around at the cars in the area because he couldn't find band members just to see who had uh, bumper stickers that were at bands that he liked. He eventually ended up finding Dave from some stupid ad on like whatever would have been Craigslist back in the freaking 90s.
1: MySpace. <laughs> yeah, <you laughs> there you go.
2: Maybe yeah, MySpace. Maybe, it was, that that. Frick, yeah. maybe so, it was
0: plain old Craigslist. Who knows how long that's been around.
2: Right. Yeah, so... So after after they met up, they ended up starting a band, and the biggest problem for them was in their scene in Las Vegas, everybody was like a metal, metal emo type of band, like... Like th- these are kind of like old names for new people, but things like thrice and Thursday, yes. like th- that was kind of the sound that was going on back then. So they didn't really fit into that much. In fact, they were booed off the stage multiple times because they didn't sound like anything anyone was used to.
0: And like Green Day, too, huh? Like stuff like that, too, right? A little uh, bit. I don't, I mean,
2: that's not really like this. It'd be more like corn or
0: yeah like stuff like that. But they were complaining. <laughs> they were complaining about Limp Biscuit at one point being like the sound that's out right at the time. Mm-hmm. When they were mm-hmm. when they were trying to come out with their music, Limp Bizkit sound was like popular. It's like, well, oh, and just shit. imagine
2: like how much that sound yeah. just, you know, doesn't hold up anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it does not. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it barely held up then. I know. There was a few, especially living in the Inland Empire. That Love the shit out of that. Yeah. Um. One, one thing I did want to have to say about them and them not fitting into their scene and kind of trudging through it is I identify a lot with that. Any band that I've ever tried to start wasn't really influenced by any music that was going on at the time, so it's really hard to find a group of people who would be interested in listening to you because most people just aren't interested in listening to something that isn't what they're used to listening to. Even one of the ladies in a documentary we watched from a radio station said that she, even though she liked the Killers, just didn't know what to do with them because they were so different
0: yeah they, she says she couldn't find any uh bands to pair them with like she didn't know what to where where in the rotation to throw them or if she was booking shows she didn't know what bands to put on the ticket with them yeah i of, think
1: that would be such a yeah. big uh, obstacle for them at that point especially with that, at that time like thrice and all those bands that was the screamo oh, time yeah. yes, so right. when yeah. you put screamo and you're trying to throw in something like the Killers.
0: Yeah, <clears throat>
1: I, don't, I don't. I don't know if anybody can really say like, "Oh, you know what? These guys are going to fit in that pretty well." <laughs> oh yeah, but, and they even yeah. made
0: up, made that joke that they come out on stage with these blazers on, and like you said, yeah. the, the scene was like the screamo thing, and so and like you,
2: eyeliner and yeah. long combed over hair. Exactly,
0: yeah. the aesthetic of it was even so jarringly different. So I can, I mean, we definitely relate to that.
2: I mean, especially us, even now, it seems like rock music has pushed into two very distinct scenes. And one would be just pure metal. And obviously people who know metal know that there's a million freaking genres of metal. But nonetheless, people who are fans of metal specifically are diehard metal fans. Then we have punk rock. And that is its own scene. But there's no real local scene for rock music that doesn't really fall into a metal or Mm -hmm. punk rock category. And it does does kind of get hard when you're trying to do something Mm -hmm. different. But I feel like, you know, through time, like all of that ends up shining through and people glom onto it. And sometimes that starts a whole new scene all on its own.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Like you said, like like punk and maybe even, dare I say, you know, the butt rock thing where it's kind of it's kind of hinging on it's not at all close to what we think of as metal, but it is heading in that direction as far as all the distortion and the, you know, there's a million bands that kind of sound like that. And, and and like you said, it's it's like for them, they were trying to, what, what were they calling it? Call it, coming out with this like Brit rock sound. And in the time when everybody was screamo, and we we're kind of coming out with a yacht rock sound. Oh, that's so
2: sick. <laughs> <laughs> a yacht rock wine country sound. Exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> During a time when everything is like, there's like no, there's either metal or butt rock or just, you know, Billie Eilish. So the, <laughs> getting mm-hmm. alt rock awards. So, you know, it, I, absolutely relate and while we're not wearing blazers and and (laughs) wearing eyeliner well at least some of us aren't figuratively yeah exactly (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah we might transition to that if it works right um yeah i mean i think you know physically the the look of us is going to look different i even know a lot of acts that like you know everything's very synth and backing track and people are even shocked to see a four-piece band with actual drums you know so that's i understand the the difference in how You know, trying to break in through a scene where there is no scene for you is is hard.
3: Yeah, it's definitely a challenge. I mean, like just to show up and play and be like booed out of the stage is like, come on, man. I mean, like we're a rock band, yeah, and it's like it takes a lot of courage and a lot of time, a lot of work, you know, to make it happen. But at the end, you people will realize, you know, that there's talent and that they will acknowledge you. So. The Killers is the perfect symbol for that.
0: You I know, think so, it, too. Absolutely. Yeah, with yeah
3: the British they definitely band. broke uh,
1: barriers. Yeah. The, the, the timing that they came up with all the other music that mm-hmm. was going on, I... Yeah, I give them props for doing that.
0: And they also didn't have a sound where you could immediately identify them as, oh, you're just another one of these bands. You Mm -hmm. know, like, I know we harped on them a lot in the podcast, a couple few episodes, you know, our beginning episodes, but we always bring up Greta Van Fleet. You know, Greta Van Fleet comes out and you instantly know who they're trying to be as much as they'll try to pretend like they're not. And, you know, these kind of like, really kitschy like throwback bands they're just that they're just kitschy throwback little like oh look how cute we're trying to be something that once was don't you feel nostalgic and the killers while they're being influenced by you know this kind of like british rock and didn't come right out and sound like the cure you know they well, an think-
2: interesting example that i never really thought of about that uh yeah. Uh, what's it called? Um, just the throwback sound, like the Greta Van Fleet type of thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like people kind of treat it like they would like an ex-girlfriend yeah. where they're like, oh, like I haven't seen them forever. I think maybe that could be fun. And then when they go back to it, they're like, oh, that's why it was just whatever <laughs> <No>. about that. <laughs> so, so, so they're like, you, like, if you do something new, then like there's a chance you could take them on a different journey, but you're probably just going yeah. <laughs> to, you know, freaking a mistake. <laughs> yeah, you're like, <laughs> yes, oh, that's
0: exactly. why I didn't really like that that much as well. But... Yes.
2: Through all of their fortitude, oh, no. in 2003, they were invited to a Warner Brothers showcase where they weren't signed by Warner Brothers, oh, man. but their demo was given to an indie label called Lizard King Records, and this company signed them, and there and then was when they recorded Hot Fuss, their debut album.
0: Yes.
2: I don't know who does or who couldn't remember this, but that album exp- Bloated oh, God, yeah. Back then. I remember I went to Street Scene, which is a long overdone festival that was in San Diego in the gas lamp, and we watched them open up the show at like one o'clock in the afternoon mm. on like the small side stage. Yes. And then, literally, no joke, it was two months later and they were all over the radio and all over MTV and going on a world tour. I think they even played the Staples Center, which is fucking insane for <laughs> a rock Shit. band. Yeah. Let yeah. alone a new one. Like, if you're like Aerosmith or something, that makes sense. But to be able to play the Staples Center as a rock band of that's size like that's unheard of within but, like, that Bernie amount Spears of level time. yeah
1: yeah
3: that definitely shows the you know that the demand for that type of music you know back then because like or just something new in general something yeah. new right so people were like people wanted to hear like something better something more you know catchy more rock you know more like new to uh, at the same time but yeah. um yeah like you said success could happen just like just like this band, you know, the killers just, just work in preparation.
1: I think like another thing that um about the killers though that uh back then when I was listening to music, I I was listening to all the the emo bands, of course, yeah, so yeah. everybody was all that <laughs> stuff. That's what I was listening to. A lot of the bands that I listened to were not on the radio, so that was another yeah. thing too about the killers. Is um they came in with their own sound. Mm-hmm. They didn't fit with what was going on Mm -hmm. uh, whether it was on the radio or what they call underground yeah yeah, yeah. right but they still made their way onto the radio i I didn't know what was going on on the radio at that point i wasn't listening to it but just the fact that they got on there and they really grabbed my attention and actually got me to start listening to the radio again because they put something like that back on and it was so different it was refreshing yeah and like listening um to the same songs over and over that usually what the radio stations do anyway. So, yeah.
2: And I would hate to compare them to something like what they were trying to say back then, like, Oh, they're like an eighties rehash band. It's like, there was no eighties yeah. band that had a drummer that went off like the drummer from the killers. Like when you yeah. listen to that band, like, like, you know what they were trying to sound like the eighties, they just have a drum machine playing the same stupid four on the floor type of beat almost yeah. the whole time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like that guy changes up. Even what patterns he's playing so many times throughout the song that you'd never be able to mistake it for like an '80s style band. I mean, it doesn't even make any sense, but that's what they were trying to, you know, like sell to the people at that time to get them to be like, "Oh, if you liked this, you'll like this." It's mm, kind oh, yeah, of yeah, which you I, know was, what I mean, I
0: want to yeah, absolutely. Like what Roy was like had to if say we're on that talking one. Talking
2: about Ronnie Vanucci. yep, that's
3: one we have. Not like, Dave Norcross. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we have hours, even days to talk about yeah. with that about that guy. He's so. Like his his style is really captivating, you know, it's like loosey and tight at the same time. But oh yeah. It's so different. Like every part pattern, every little like open hi hat that he plays, he knows when to play it, where to play it and why, you know, he's playing it. It is if you just like listen to the song, it, it just like makes sense. And it sounds newer like it doesn't sound like like the bands that you were talking about exactly. you know like 80s and stuff um that's that's i think that's the new sound you know like when i heard the killers for the first time i was like someone told me yeah this is like in the rock i was like in the rock yeah. What, yeah. what's this like yeah. is this some type of new thing and yeah. so i started listening to the killers and other bands like the strokes you know oh, oh, yeah. yeah oh that would be same, that same time too. it makes yeah, sense here yeah yeah, to you. yeah, yeah. So but Ronnie is is the man for sure. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. Which is like, you know, interesting too, like as far as like individual musicianship goes. Is there anything like interesting to be said about, you know, the guitarist or the bassist that anybody really wants to touch on?
2: Um, I can say that the bass player's bass lines really inspired me because even on the first song on Hot Fuss, the Jenny was a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. That first bass line is mm-hmm. really fucking cool. Um, the guitar player, what's weird is, is I really feel like he only stood out to me on that first album as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: He did a lot of things that I thought were cool, like even I think it's the uh, intro to um, Andy You're a Star. Yeah. Yes, the like guitar that. intro in and Andy You're a Star. I feel like is a little bit different just because it sounds like there's so much distortion on like a D open chord. It just doesn't sound yeah. like a sound you would be used to wanting to hear like that. I mean, sh- strangely enough, it's like the last band that would really want to do something like that is kind of like an ACDC Guns N' Roses type of thing. The song doesn't sound anything like that. Yeah. So it's just an interesting yeah. take on somebody thinking about like a sound, which is what I really kind of inspire everybody to do. I I don't want you to like... You know, learn a Guns N' Roses song and be like, oh, now that I know these kinds of chords, I'm going to play a song like Guns N' Roses. Well, why don't you take those chords and try to play it in a way that you would want to play it instead of just playing it like however everybody else did? Because I really feel like that's what he did on that song. But besides that, as far as he goes, um, I never really liked his lead style. Mm -hmm. I don't really like the like very straight on the beat metronomic kind of style of leads. I do. No, no, that's that's good. I mean that there's yeah.
3: especially everyone. that especially that solo in the song where you were young. Yeah, yeah that's kind of where I was oh, going. with it. God, exactly. yeah, that's,
2: you you really like I'm that sold one. with that one. Yeah, yeah. that's well, melodically it is nice.
3: You know what I mean? Like, and, and I feel that's the difference of that's the difference of the sound right there. Uh, it's not like hearing Slash, you know, just doing a solo like noodling and and stuff, you know, doing his thing, but it's more like a concept, more like a you know, like, you're trying to just work with the song. Yeah, yeah, like making a
2: melody for the song, not for the sake of a guitar solo. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree. No,
0: Definitely. absolutely. Yeah, yeah no. I think
2: it
1: just enhances the songs, the way that they blend everything together, especially when they start doing those solos. Very simple, very subtle. Yeah. But it's very well put together with everything else. And once you put it together, it glues you feel like it's very well. You yeah. feel like it's thoughtful,
0: yeah. like it's purposeful. Yeah. Right. yeah, but
1: I I see the point that Scott's making that. Yeah, it's it's uh simple, yeah. and sometimes you might want to do a little bit more. But uh the way that they brought it together to me it sounds good. But it, and, it, and it does. Yeah, and but usually, yeah, I I kind of listen for the guitar, and I, I'm not a shredder. I don't do any of that stuff. But I. Um, I enjoy it. I like listening to it. I like seeing somebody play that kind of stuff. But with this one, I was like, okay, well, I can play that kind of yeah. stuff. But it came but in But it still so sounds well.
2: good and it works for the song. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that what I'm trying to say is as far as inspiring me personally goes is I, I clearly, I love simple melodies as far as riffs go. Even when you think about like our red and blue riff, how it's like, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I feel like it kind of grooves more with the beat instead of being right on the beat kind of like how like a good example is love song by the cure you know the the little riff that's like yeah. it kind of goes back and forth and instead of being like you, you see what i'm saying yes. like it kind of ha- like feels like it vibes a little bit more yeah and i think that that's just what i mean by the inspiration part but like as you guys said i mean that's why i'm my own person <laughs> that's why you're your own people you know yeah. what i mean
0: no groupthink necessary <laughs> right
2: exactly All right, so after they had taken off with Hot Fuss, they obviously were under obligation by their record label to fulfill their contract and make another album almost immediately. That's when they started making Sam's Town. Now, this album, to me, was a lot more, it was just, it was very different than the first album because the first album sounded a lot more raw to me. In this album, it sounded a lot more produced and strangely a lot less aggressive. It was almost like they were forced to pull back on their tones, like not necessarily have as much distortion. I think, I'm trying to, I don't want to sound stupid here, but that Uncle Johnny song. I love that yeah, song. I know, but is I don't think that that is on. I'm actually going to verify this.
1: That it fits on Sam's Town? Yeah. Uncle Johnny it is.
2: Okay. Well, then I am wrong about that. I think maybe it was just the main songs where it just wasn't as heavy in the distortion, like songs like Read My Mind, which let me tell you, when that song first came out, I fucking hated that song. I thought it was the lamest song ever. (laughs) And then now, after I was like going back and listening to The Killers again, because we were going to do this podcast... I'm just, like, screaming in the car, like... No! I don't mind if
0: you don't mind. Yeah. Like,
2: oh, my God. Like, yeah, that song is freaking awesome. Is and, it a banger? Off. Oh. <laughs> eight eight out of ten, wood bang again.
0: Yes. There you go.
2: But, yeah, I mean, do you guys have any input on that album in comparison to the first one specifically?
1: Yeah, you know what? The first one was very, very... To me, was more memorable. Yeah. I, I listen. You can listen to... I'm sure you can listen to the whole thing and it's like, oh, every song is great. But on Hot Fuzz, yeah. I can honestly say like uh track one through five, I think. It's they were all on the radio. Oh They're yeah. All hits. Actually, they were all hits. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So there, it was catchy one song after the other and then the other and then the other. So that one had my attention span like glued to it right away. Sam came out. Yeah. And I kind of felt I had high shorts, hopes actually yeah. yeah so did i yeah so did i but when i listened to it i was, it kind of fell short for me is you know, the like,
0: human and dancer song on that no one? that's even no. worse we're getting no. into that okay. i'm the jumping ones. the gun yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: no yeah but samstown um yeah it just kind of felt a little bit short sure. um i kind of get the whole thing about like that they were maybe pressured into it um mm. by the label to finish the record whatever it could have been and also,
2: they probably worked with the different producers when yeah, I was because about it, to ask it's the just same. so much more mellow than the first one. Right. Even the drums are so much more straightforward. You know what I mean? Right. I so
1: that that was the other um, kind of like uh, question in the back of my head about it. Is yeah. Like, well, what do you guys think that how much input the producer had on this one right. versus the first one? And you I'd know? be curious so, to see
0: the writers too. Like, what 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 the if there was a, other writers brought on. You know. Yeah, you
2: know what? I don't know. I think that they did still write it themselves. Okay. The only, I think that the best way for me to compare it in contrast to say like our band is I feel like this one would be like how 27 Ghosts was and the first one is like how what's left of the lizard is it's yeah. almost like on the first one like how we just were like oh yeah we'll just do whatever producer person says as far as like making sure it's mellow or whatever yeah. you know what i mean because it might be safer to appeal sure. to more people yeah but then by the second one with us we were like no we're just gonna do what we want more you and know maybe what I mean? it was flipped exactly for because now that they have record label pressure because remember that first one was put on an indie label where they got to go record
0: it oh, and do pretty much whatever they right. wanted
1: right do you guys know where it was recorded sam's town
0: No. In (laughs) Sam's. Oh, (laughs) shit.
1: Yeah. yeah, No, actually, well, here's some interesting uh, facts about this album and the title and where it was recorded. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, The Killers, obviously, they're from Vegas, right? Yeah. Sam's town, this, the name was actually uh taken from the casino called Samstown. Oh dope. So I don't know what? if you guys have you guys been there before? No. I've never okay. actually been to that one specifically. Yeah. So I've been there myself. It's a nice casino. They have every everything's clean and good, but just the crowd is for the older generation. Mm-hmm. So I just thought it was funny. It was like, oh, they named it after that casino. <laughs> but that's where Samstown came from. They named it after that casino. And when they went and recorded, it was actually recorded. At the recording studios in the palms casino which is right there in the oh nice yeah Yeah, they actually have a recording studio there it looks really nice but yeah um everything was done there on the spot in their hometown so that's why to me when i listened to that to that cd i was kind of hoping that it would bring a little bit more because all this you're home yeah you're you're recording at home you kind of have more inspiration type thing but just kind of fell short yeah
3: it it yeah it was released in what 2006 you know for the year it's it was like really experimental like yeah really like like we're talking about this band is not afraid of trying new things you know put in put them up there and this album is one of those you know that is like oh man this doesn't sound like the previous one is like is it the real band is this are they using the same me, you know band members? Mm-hmm, Are they mm-hmm. using the same writers? But also, uh, Brandon's lyrically, you know, writing in this album is li- really interesting. Oh yeah, not re- like really interesting. Yeah. Uh, one thing that kind of like sticks out in in his in his writing is that his you know religious point you know mm-hmm. point of view because he always like adds Jesus and like. You know, baby, cl- baby claw. He's supposed to girl. be Mormon. Yeah. Okay.
0: Oh, okay. Well, and then. in
3: this album is there's a song called Interlude and Exilude. I don't know if that's pronounced right, but um, it, this is kind of like the welcome, you know, and goodbye, like in the mm. same album. It's yeah. like. What are you trying to say, Brandon <laughs> yeah. Flowers? What are yeah. you trying to say to me? <laughs> you know, like what he's trying to tell you by that? Yeah, but it, it's really cool. I like the concept of yeah. the album. They there were like a few hits up of this this album, and I, I personally like the sound uh, of this. You know, Sam's Town album. It's more punchy
2: density a little bit you know well it's much more produced sounding in my opinion it sounds way more like it belongs on the radio right yeah right yeah.
3: right yeah that's that's what i'm what i'm saying but
1: another another point that i kind of try to take a look at it from uh from the band's point of view now especially yeah. is um one cd sounds different from the other a lot of people start saying oh fame got to them it's a lot of pressure Uh. they went to a bigger label they sold out whatever it may be but um and i'll be honest i used to think that stuff too when i would listen to like one of my favorite bands and then they would change it up and i'll be like hey you know what happened oh it must be because they're getting bigger
2: yeah yeah, yeah. or
1: whatever it may be but um kind of show that i was listening to another program uh they had one of the singers of a band i used to listen to saves the day And back then, I used to uh, love them when their first CDs came out, everything, up until they signed to a major label, and then they brought out one of their albums, which to me was a 360 on it, as far as what they did. Oh, 180, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So basically, I I had that idea. I was like, oh, they went to Warner, major label, they sold out. But um, in the interview that I was listening to, uh, his name's Chris Connolly. Uh, he had mentioned that that entire album had been recorded before the deal was done, before they jumped over to Warner Brothers. How funny. Yeah, so he kind of like uh, unveiled that, hey, you know what? It's not that. It could be. um, just they want to do it that way. Yeah, they wanted to do it that way. So maybe with uh, the Killers, because after Hot Fuzz, I... I listened to Sam's Town, and then everything else, I kind of listened to it, but I didn't really like make an effort to it, just because of the way that they were going. Um, It could have been where a lot of bands say it's musical evolution, it's just the way that they're writing and stuff. You want to know what's
2: even more nuts I didn't think about till now, and I'm uh (laughs) mind-blown? (laughs) Uh-oh. It's freaking... If you think about it, everything from Sam's Town on gets more Sam's Town-y. Yeah. Okay? So maybe... That first album was them trying to appeal to some extent to the rock people because it was edgier. Mm. And then they started to be more themselves. So I could be completely uh, backwards and wrong. You know what I mean? Well, and, no, but that but could like, based on what you were saying, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: And also, too, that Uncle Johnny song is on that album.
2: It is. Oh, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. I I said that's that. why I said
2: I was wrong about them not being as aggressive because they have like, ah. still some of that more dirtier guitar stuff. Because that's
0: the only song I really even connected with on that album, to be honest with you. I kind of didn't really appreciate much of the other i mean even like the read my mom <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't like that part it's chorus. <laughs> but
3: this is the song i would sing at a ki- karaoke you know there you go Skybox, i like it you know something
0: oh, like man, that. I need yeah. to do that next time <laughs> yeah no the dirty guitar riffs on uncle johnny was for Pretty sure dope, and yeah and i i liked the um I, it felt a little bit more raw a little bit edgier before we became humans or dancers mm-hmm. but that's down the road <laughs>
1: that was a couple of years after yes, <laughs> yes
0: exactly
2: well i actually skipped over one part that i forgot to mention and that is the sawdust ep mm. or it was more like a b-sides and rarities thing it wasn't like an ep because it had like 14 songs on it um there was one song on there that i loved and i didn't hear it from hearing that first what Sadly, is that? it's called all the pretty faces oh okay talked nice. about this yes but I am embarrassed to admit, I did not find out about it from going to buy the CD. I found out about it from Guitar Hero World Tour. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus. (laughs) And I loved every minute of clicking all four buttons. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, yeah, that song's badass. If you guys have never looked that song up, get on Spotify or Apple Music or whatever. It's on the Sawdust B-side rarity thing, and it'll definitely be on there. It's called All the Pretty Faces, and that is, in my opinion, one of the best songs that they've ever made. It's fucking awesome um but on that note um there are three songs one song on hot fuss one and no two songs on hot fuss and one on the sawdust b-sides and rarities album that are supposed to make up a murder trilogy mm-hmm. yes the songs are jenny was a friend of mine midnight show and leave the bourbon on the shelf so if you're listening to this go listen to those songs and see if you can figure out what it's about in because the dark and be- light a candle exactly right <laughs> Nice. What did she say in "Freaking Almost <laughs> Famous? She's like, you'll see your future, or what yeah. is it? I forgot what it was. But yes. yeah, I remember from that.
3: <laughs> well, not to mention that the first song off of that album, Sawdust, uh, Lou Reed is uh, featured in that song. Yes. And I was wondering why they, like, included in them, including him in the song, like, if it was, like, any special reason or mm. because you know he was like a rock legend back then or something but no i, I just like saw an interview with them brandon and yeah. louie lou louie i yeah. like how you're on like a, like
2: a nickname basis with him
0: now i know right he's just your pal <laughs> <laughs> hey lou. <My> buddy lou. <laughs>
3: and and he he basically said i'm just volunteering for this like cool. because i like the song and they let me do it so i'm I'm nice good. yeah I'm and hoping, I personally like it, too.
0: I'm hoping um like Insane Clown Posse does the same for us on our next EP.
2: Nice. But they just
0: on a volunteer basis, it's just like, hey, can we, can we, we get on this? We need volunteer
2: juggalos
1: as security. Exactly.
0: Yeah.
1: They come along with them. Exactly. They go everywhere with them. Yep.
0: Nice. No, but that is pretty cool. That's nice to be recognized by other artists. I wonder what that's like.
1: I don't know. I always thought maybe it could have been something because they were on the same label. Because sometimes that happens. Probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So,
0: but. Yeah.
2: So now we're gonna get to Megan's album that she keeps wanting Yay. to talk about, "Dancing in <laughs> <and> Humans." <with. laughs> 2008. Now that you're getting your date straight. Yes. They released "Day and Age," and that's where they lost me.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Are we human or are we dancer? I think everybody will be fine if they don't know the answer to that question.
0: (laughs) I think nobody needs to answer it and nobody needs to be asking it.
2: Yeah, the whole album sounded so thin to me. And I think that Jerry could probably touch on this a little bit more than I can because you do so much more recording and mixing stuff. But there is always just something missing. And I don't know if it's like frequencies or if it's like parallel compression with the drums or something that makes the tracks just sound so thin. But yeah, this just didn't sound anywhere near as put together, in my opinion, as the past two albums.
1: Yeah, as far as the music goes, because I listened to it, yeah, I, I listened to it because I knew where we were going to mm-hmm. be doing this. Um, I didn't <laughs> listen to it <laughs> Well, That's Not awesome. for <laughs> any other reason. <laughs> yeah, no, but one of the things is, yeah, um, as far as mixing, because I mean, I've, I've done a lot of mixes myself, I've done a lot of recordings. When I listen to this album, um, musically, all the instruments sound good. it's not bad yeah it's the arrangement of them is not a bad thing either it's just it doesn't have the energy behind it Mm. and it's one of those things where um i've done it myself too is uh i've I've gone into a studio with an artist and or a band and i record them and it's not quite there so as a producer or recording engineer when you start putting it together you just kind of Glue in as much effort as they put into it. So you so, think it's
0: actually performance effort that's lacking, not so much the mixing, huh? Um,
1: that's yeah. what
0: you, your take is on uh-huh. it.
1: Well, that that could that's my point of view. Sure. Because that's just one way that you can do it. And yeah, as a as a mixer, then they tell you all oh, your jobs to make it sound good. Well, you could only make it sound as good as it's recorded, or as yes. it's, the effort goes in. So that's just one of the things. I'm not saying that they played it bad. I'm not saying, right. but that album just listening to it it's a mellow album it's just a really uh put together throw it out there and that was it. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly yeah mm-hmm. it's just one of those things that it sounded to me like um so that's yeah that's my take on that part as far as yeah. the recording wise.
0: no that is i mean that's an interesting and valuable take and obviously like any podcast it's just a bunch of people's opinions and and but i think that that is something to be said because i know in my experience i can tell when um you know any of my vocals, for example, sound a hundred—not a hundred percent there, and it, and it sucks because when you're singing it or doing it live, you think, well, I'm hitting every note and I'm doing everything right. I'm I'm giving it what I feel like is a valiant effort, but if you're not like full body like feeling it it actually completely translates. It, it's, it's, it does. it's an indescribable thing. And you're like, this is impossible. I'm, I'm singing it and I mean it. But if you're not going full force, it, it, it translates so easily. And like you said, if they weren't really that into it. Then yeah,
1: I... it, it'll definitely show, to me, Absolutely. It, it'll definitely come through on the sound that it was recorded. Um, whether you mix it, you start pumping it, you start making it sound a little bit better. But just the performance is, mm-hmm. uh, it's going to come through to Mm -hmm. me it's Mm -hmm. you you can play a line you can play it something on the guitar it'll be that that perfect Mm. but if there's no feeling behind it it's it's gonna show it's gonna show it's gonna come out
0: yeah and do you think that could have been like I don't know, like a weird choice? Because it kind of like when I again think of that damn humans and dancers <laughs> song, it's just like oh, I'm human. it's like almost this like what lazy rock, like kind of this like that's exactly you, what I thought it yeah. was like, like yeah, how weird it is that. Like how- <laughs> Like what? <laughs> like how <Lou> Reed is. <laughs> yes. Like this like idea that I'm just barely caring when I do it. but do you think that could have been like a style choice weirdly? Um I
1: mean it definitely probably he was trying something different. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. He he's the only one who not has the answer to I it. Guess but that's yeah, true. but to me like yourself I thought it was lazy. Mm-hmm. Like are we humans Oh, we dancers. Yeah, you just like, that. Yeah. No that. passion. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it just drives me crazy when I hear it. And it's yeah. like one of those, like, oh, okay, well, maybe this isn't the song that should have hit the radio. Right. Well, yeah,
2: even the Spaceman song that was on the radio. It just, like I said, it was just so, like, I'm trying to think about the word I'm looking for here. Just like pop and like soft. T- well, just 2D yeah. compared to three dimensional, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Like, yeah. it's almost like you don't hear, like, the individuality of the expression mm. from any instrument or anything. it just exactly. almost like as if everything is one computer generated instrument that like you goes know, down the same That path. does sound
0: right. Cause when yeah. I try to even, when I try to actually my mind's eye or mind's ear, or whatever you would call that, try to reflect back on the tracks, I, I hear nothing but like a wash of kind of thin sound. I can't like think back and go, "Oh, I remember that impact!" Like when I think of like the you know Uncle Johnny song, I think of that. Yeah,
3: something
1: <laughs> pops out. Well, there's a yeah. texture and yeah, a texture, difference. Exactly. It's like this song
2: to me is like you're flipping through a flipbook book drawing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah,
3: yeah, it definitely <laughs> makes you uh, miss you know the early days of the Killers by oh, yeah. you know when listening to this album Day and Age. Yeah, released in two thousand and eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> you can pat <laughs> <cut> that out if <laughs> you That's awesome.
0: Pull it in. Yeah, pizza. well, I mean, and another thing I was going to comment on Roy. about that yeah, album. Exactly. <laughs> email to Roy.
2: Is I feel like Brandon Flowers died and they got like a new MK Ultra oh. version of
0: him? <laughs> I love that. Because his
2: voice just doesn't even sound the same like Yeah. Like and I don't know if it's again like what Jerry was saying about the attitude and the performance, but I mean he doesn't even sound like the same person. In the first one he sounds like yeah. like forceful and present and this is just like Almost as if he's singing, like, he's in a church choir where everything is, like, all, like, well, you know.
0: Well, talk about 80s throwback. Like, that's kind of the sound that I remember. This kind of, like, oh, God, like, um, what song am Are I you thinking, thinking of? thinking
3: of Madonna? Madonna?
0: No, <laughs> I'm. I'm not thinking of Madonna. I'm thinking of like like the, the really cheesy kind of like like you said this like op- tears
2: for fears. Yes. like, like how like, they're like not very present.
0: <laughs> yeah, like like that's what he you know is trying to go for. You know this like droney. But yeah, I mean it's like one of those things where that was so that one band and any type of replication of that it's just not going to translate. You can't do that. It's like it's as if you were trying to do like the Bee Gees. Like you're know, like <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? I like want that I, to come back. I want to have that vocal texture. <laughs> I want to have that vocal tone. Like then you're like, "Oh no, you're just trying to do the Bee Gees thing." So, yeah, not not Bee Gees Irish. Bee Gees That's awful. <laughs> I think I would listen pan- to pan- that over <laughs> <I'm> Emily <Eilish. laughs> That's it. It's like kind of like when you um actually went back and listened to the very early Aerosmith and then what Steven Tyler became. You know? It's like the two different voices kind of thing.
2: I I know what you're saying about them sounding kind of different. Yeah.
0: yeah. Like, sometimes they just choose, I just am, this is going to be who I sound like now. I'm like, oh, that's that's you. You're that person now. That's awesome. I
2: never thought that the dream on Aerosmith, Steven Tyler, ever sounded like anything else. Yeah. I mean, maybe like toward the end when he's doing all this crazy high-pitched stuff, oh, but like yeah. almost throughout the beginning of the song, doesn't really sound like him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> that was just one of the things is I remember listening to that song. This was before I even knew, like, which band was what or anything. Right, right. And I would I remember that song, and I would listen to it. Once I started getting into music, got a little bit older, I started playing it, and I figured out, oh, Aerosmith. I listened to that song, and I was like, holy crap, that's Aerosmith. Aerosmith, yes. Yeah, his voice is so different than oh, on yeah.
2: that one. 100%. So.
0: <laughs> and what you think of when you think of, like, the Aerosmith vocal. Well, yeah. what's
2: weird is I hate to be this cliche, too, But that song is actually so fucking good, even though you've heard it a million fucking times. Like, like there are some songs like, you know, like Don't Stop Believing by Journey where you're like, yeah, I've heard it. You know what I mean? You're like, it's good. And you know why it's good. You know what I mean? But like Dream On, for whatever reason to me, like I could hear it again and I'd be like, yeah, I still think it's really fucking good. You know what what I mean? (laughs) Like, I mean, I, I know why Don't Stop Believing is popular. You know what I mean? Yes. But I'm saying like that song is one of those songs that's still like kind of hits you even now, even though you've heard it for your whole fucking life.
0: Yeah. And now this is a podcast about Aerosmith. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is there anything else we kind of wanted to we go... We need to make a
2: Killers, like meets Aerosmith tribute band.
0: That's awful. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> but weirdly enough, I
3: got to know the Killers with this album. Uh, sawdust. Sam- with
0: Sawdust. Yeah. Oh, the And then rarities. I went back
3: to oh. the other ones. But when I listened to like the Date and Age Album, Interesting. I was like, uh you know, never mind. <laughs> oh, never <You> good?
2: mind. <laughs> yeah, because the Sawdust one is actually pretty killer. It wasn't even released as an actual album. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. that was the uh,
1: rare, right? B-sides and stuff. Yeah, yeah it wasn't yeah. even a
2: CD. It was just like a bunch of old songs that they had recorded that they never mm-hmm. put on anything. It was actually great.
1: Yeah. So actually, I think you came, you started listening to them probably at the right spot. Right. Yeah, That's you, funny. you get the raw stuff, you go back, and then you get Samstown, and then you get Hot Fuzz. Yeah. And. You kind of enjoy it because I went from a high decline Right? Yes, yeah. <laughs> me too. Exactly. Yeah. Roy had the best experience <laughs> possible. You kind of started middle, went up, and then it's like, oh, okay, well, there they go.
3: There <laughs> they go.
0: That's awesome.
3: That's why I was like expecting so much of them, you know.
1: Oh yeah. sure. But
0: feel that. Let's hope. <laughs> let's hope that we can bring it. We're not going to hop fuss into humans and dancers.
1: Mm. <laughs> I say we cover
2: them. Just next.
0: wait. We should just cover. it. <laughs> <yep. laughs> just you wait.
2: And okay, so after all of Aerosmith, the podcast, exactly. we'll, we'll, in 2012, they released Battleborn. This was a CD that I felt like they were kind of trying to get back more in that direction, and I was fine with. Like, I didn't, I definitely didn't hate this much as, I definitely did hate this one as much as day and age. I will tell you that for sure. Um, Brandon Flowers even said at the time, he said it's tough to be in a rock band right now and rock stations are dying and that they got their foot in the door at the last second and feel sorry for all the young people that love rock and roll and are struggling to find Yay. a home. Well, <laughs> we this was, was their, like, in my opinion, one of their last rock albums. That's why he thought that it was, say, a failure on rock radio because there really wasn't much going on on rock radio. Um, Except
0: for Dave Grohl still trying.
2: I was, was going to say... That, that's so nice of him to talk about us, but we're not really young guys, so he might be talking about somebody else. Exactly. <laughs> Ouch. That Ouch. hurts. Right? Yeah, Roy is no. a young guy.
0: Roy's the baby of the group now. He's a year behind Megan me. Megan is a young girl.
2: <laughs> I'm a young boy, Younger too. Younger girl boy. <laughs> this is a boy band. If you guys...
0: I, I Let me change the intro. I'm going to say we're metal. We're an alt-rock boy band from Southern California wine country.
1: You know what? I thought it was pretty funny because I... I, remember, I
0: think it's your Instagram. that Yes, says, like, I'm a oh, lead singer of a boy band. Lead singer of a boy band. Yeah. a
1: boy band. Exactly. I'm like,
0: oh yeah. Well, technically, it yep. it. <laughs> yeah. That, that, see, it makes you think, but then you go, yeah, that's about right.
1: Well, I grew up in the '90s, so I was thinking like In Sync. Yeah, that's why I, <laughs> I want Street people Boys. to
0: literally think that's what our music O-Town. sounds like, O Town. And then I want them to go to our Spotify and be disappointed that it doesn't sound like In or O Town. Right, O Town. <laughs>
3: Um uh, yeah, Battleborn, the album Battleborn it, it, to me it was like an aimless album. Like oh, yeah. they were like just sitting around and they were like <laughs> we need to like release something ASAP like yep. right now cuz we have like the rec- you know the manager and uh, they're like pushing us right now so we got to do We need do to put
0: something. down this MD2020 and get to recording. <laughs> exactly.
3: And and that's all came out. So That's another one that is like, dude, you gotta make it better. You gotta, you know, just the killers. You guys are the killers,
0: and I I completely like lost track of them by that point. That was oh yeah,
2: I almost almost believed that they didn't exist. Yeah, I mean, even when they came out with that wonderful album that we were arguing about when it came out recently, like I still don't remember. It was like twenty seven, twenty eight. I feel like that was a feature. dream, twenty eighteen or something. I was more like, yay, maybe something good's going to come of this. And they had like, you know, like that I'm the man song, which didn't ever sound like anything the Killers had ever done before, but it was still catchy, but it doesn't really make you go, yeah, another Killers album. It was just kind of like another album that yeah. existed. Yeah. That's
1: a wonderful, wonderful. There we go. 2017.
2: Perfect.
0: Mm. Delicious. I wonder
2: if they if they're uh,
3: working on something at the moment. They
1: I are actually going to be releasing this no, year. No, oh, no yeah. way. Yeah, it's going to be called imploding the mirage. Oh, No. So yeah. I'm not sure what month, but it's slated for 2020 oh, release. Dude. What if,
2: as as a big promotional tactic, they just blow up the mirage o- hotel oh, <laughs> no. in Vegas? No. They just do it.
0: They implode it. Yep. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs>
2: 15 dead <laughs> 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 the only 15
0: people in the mirage
2: two tigers they only had dolphins Egg. oh so that's dolphins. right two baby boys <laughs> yep. that, oh that's a story
0: yeah two baby boys that was like megan's <laughs>
2: 20 megan's 22nd <laughs> Second, birthday yeah. we went to las vegas and
0: all I wanted to do was see the two baby boy dolphins that were born. Because
2: and- all the way up, they had billboards. Yes. Uh, and it just kept saying, two, two baby, baby boys. boys. <laughs>
0: and they're like... T- and all I wanted to do was see those two baby dolphins and Scott got way too drunk on accident and he threw up Gatorade everywhere, everywhere. all awesome. over the bathroom. And I was so mad. No, the and worst part. No, and the worst part was. Oh, I will tell you the second worst part. Anthony in his lovely preciousness. Anthony was our, our first bass player, Scott's cousin. Yeah, I'll he, tell you what
2: Anthony thinks about this when you're done.
0: He cleaned up. He cleaned up your puke because I feel like he did it because he knew I was so, sad <laughs> and i forced you and you hungover death to take me to see the two baby boys and you did and it was as beautiful as i could have ever do you want to know what anthony told me
2: last week uh, last month at his bachelor party about that experience what he said he was just impressed that it still looked like gatorade that's disgusting oh man
0: <laughs> no. oh Wait, what color that mental picture, it? right now. blue. It was bright blue. <laughs> oh, it was blue. It was bright ass blue. I'm it was, like, everywhere. was this before or after
2: I was doing three sixties down the stripper pole in the limousine van?
0: Oh, that, <laughs> God only knows. God only knows. So yeah, that's that's our our experience with the Mirage. Anyway,
3: was there any MD twenty twenty? Involved in that experience
2: no it just looked like md 2020 because like blue gatorade
0: yeah electric blue just like your blue raspberry that you're drinking drinking right right now now, if you guys yeah if you guys can see because obviously you can't it's a podcast (laughs) roy hernandez our wonderful spectacular drummer of drummers is drinking a blue raspberry md oh he's taking a swig right now can you hear that cap drop that's it gulp gulp drink (laughs)
2: <laughs> we still can't find that gold so if anybody listening listens to this mm-hmm. finds the md 2020 gold give the limited edition one for 2020 give it to shoot us. us some pictures we want it yeah send us a bottle
0: but on that note i digress i digress but we had a great podcast i think this was exponentially more than i could have ever imagined and i feel like we we made beautiful beautiful rock and roll discussions tonight
2: enough about me <laughs> <laughs> oh stop!
0: <laughs> but
2: all right so we need to know yeah do the killers rock this is going to be the important question for the night and we have to start with roy because it goes clockwise <laughs> oh my
3: god well here's my honest opinion about the killers are you guys ready mm-hmm. i'm ready okay <laughs> i honestly after you know the albums and the good and bad things that we we've talked about so far I really, 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 really like the Killers, and just because not as a band or as their sound, but how they transcended in time. You know how they transition from one genre to an, and make a new one. You know for like everyone, and that to me is hope. Like that, that I see it. I see it as That's motivator. You know, mm-hmm. and obviously there's a lot of things involved. You know the the uh, record label, marketing, uh, even like the generation, you know, like mm-hmm. right now That's it's true. so oh, different yeah. that um, it's it's hard to like really find a good band, you know, like a rock band. Um, but they, th- I think there's one it's called Metal. <laughs> oh, um, but I mean, like <laughs> I just have like such respect for the killers, you know, for what what they've done. In, in the music, you know, uh, history. And um, yeah, so I love them. They freaking rock, absolutely. And thank you, Ronnie Venucci, he's the man. Yeah, nice.
1: I like that. You gotta thank Lou, your buddy Lou. Your buddy Louie.
3: <laughs> Lou Reed, uh, that's another podcast, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Scott is gonna hate it, but I'm good.
0: <laughs> nice, Jerry, how about you, what do you think?
3: All right,
1: so The Killers started out great. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> awesome album. Introduced to I was introduced to them with their very first one Hot Fuzz so I loved it. Um, from there on, I didn't really follow up with them. Yeah. Um, they lost me little by little. Um, afterwards, is I can honestly say uh, Battleborn or anything newer than that, I haven't really put too much effort into listening to it. But the fact that they emerged mm-hmm. during that time where they were considered, I don't know, a square peg yeah. trying to fit into a round shape mm-hmm. hole mm-hmm. is they, they rocked it. Well, yeah. True, yeah, it just yeah. sounds sure
2: like, like you said, the fortitude to be able to keep sticking with it no matter how much everybody was pretty much telling you, you shouldn't make it, we don't want you to. Exactly.
1: So, I mean, for them to do that, um, for them to blow up as much as they did, um, there were, I mean, they... Probably could have been doing a lot more before, but that's just what's recorded right now as far as saying that they blew up pretty quick. But, um, yeah, I can appreciate the amount of work that they put in, um, even though it's not my cup of tea. Sure. It's uh, music. It's still self-expression from end. Yeah. Uh, they paved the way on, like Roy said, that uh, it kind of gives a little bit of a glimpse of a shimmer hope of saying yeah. that a band that doesn't fit made it that big so right. yeah in my opinion um even though i i'm not that much into them right now um i can say yeah the killers rock
0: nice yeah. uh I'm, i feel like
2: they stood up for people in a time when people mm-hmm. weren't standing up for dancers
0: i'm gonna say whatever you're gonna say was gonna be ridiculous yeah. so <laughs> <laughs> On that note, I, I pretty much I would be just repeating what you guys have said that that's exactly how I feel. I really liked obviously Hot Fuss and I it just declined for me. So but I, I like it enough to where I can genuinely say I still feel they rock because they brought a sound that was unique. It wasn't a kitschy throwback band. And, you know, then they wanted to do what they wanted to do. And if it's not my thing, then so be it. But yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say Killers Rock.
2: All right, so I'm going to use a cop-out that I've used many times. No. Is that, once again, kind of like everybody else said, but in more succinct terms, the killers did rock. Stop. Killers do not rock anymore, in my opinion. But the fact that they did, like Jerry said, had the fortitude and even the attitude to keep going, still makes them badass, even to this day. Because, I mean, think about it like this. If you were a, pers- a person who's truly creative, you might just like lose sight of the original way that you know you know you were showing your creativity they might just not give a shit about music anymore Maybe freaking Brandon Flowers wants to paint or he wants to write or he just wants to be free minded and go freaking walk across America. I don't know. But the idea is that if you're a creative person, you're going to be creative in a lot of ways. And music just might not be the way they care about being creative right now. This might honestly have become such an obligation because they were forced to do certain things for so long that they don't want to do it anymore. I know that their guitar player doesn't tour with them anymore. Right. Um, so yeah, maybe it's just one of those things where they kind of got sick of being the killers. Maybe they wrote as many songs as the killers were gonna write, as far as like their style and everything else that they didn't really think that they needed to go on anymore. I don't know. So either way, we still or I still love what they gave to us, and I think that they did rock and hopefully will continue to rock in their own way.
1: We'll find out in
2: this year. Oh no, I
1: forgot.
0: Yes, we'll find out. Um, I'm uh, excited
2: mirage. For yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And on that note, again, just to remind you, we are metal, M-E-T-T-L-E. It's what you're made of, you know, alt-rock, boy band, yacht rock, whatever you (laughs) want to call it. It's good stuff. Um, If you don't like The Killers, you'll probably like us, so that's good. Go check out our music anywhere that music can be musicked, including iTunes, Spotify, all that nonsense, Apple Music, whatever it is. And yeah, uh, subscribe, catch us for some more podcasts. Before, I got a better
2: idea. How about instead of saying if you don't like the Killers or you do like the Killers, you might like us? How about you say, "Listen to the Day and Age album by the Killers, and then put on our album, and so you'll feel a sigh of relief Stop <laughs> that you don't have to listen to Day and Age by the Killers anymore."
0: That's amazing. I like it. Well, on that note, Scott said it fine.
3: People are gonna be <laughs> people are gonna be like, "That's the new Killers." Yes, that's,
0: we are the new Killers. Take that, Killers. Go. Take that, Mr. Flowers. All right. Have a good night. (laughs) (laughs) Metal out.